Hashtag SAFM LNC. Leading the conversation on late night conversations with me, Patricia Nduli. We are talking right now um, social conversations and uh, definitely, like I said, we're going to be dealing with the issue of unemployment uh, since the lockdown that we've experienced in South Africa and we, we want to take a fresh stance on this. We want to look at where we are currently. We know Stats SA has not released the current unemployment numbers uh, but uh, according to uh, Stats SA in the last quarter of 2019 uh, we were remaining at the same 42.4% which was the same as the third quarter of 2019 where we were still at 42.4%. However, the way things are looking right now, there are high possibilities that this figure could have changed drastically. A lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people are unemployed without work. A lot of people have been dismissed from work without even, you know, uh, much of consultation. And to talk to us about this, I've got uh, Cameron Murajana from the CCMA, is a director at the CCMA, to explain to us what some of the issues they've experienced coming through to their table at the CCMA. Warm welcome to you, Cameron. Good evening, Patricia. Now, Cameron, I'd like you to please take us through some of the complaints that you have received since the lockdown. And um, please be specific to people who were dismissed unfairly or people who don't understand the reasoning for their dismissal with the backdrop of what we are facing currently as South Africa. Thank you. When you're talking dismissals, uh, it's always important to understand the different causes of unfair dismissal. And... uh, you know, some relates to unfair dismissals in as far as misconduct is concerned. Uh, that is based on retrenchments, what we call operational requirements. It may be related to ill health or injury. It may be related to performance. So those are different classes of dismissals that you get. In the COVID-19, it presents a special dispensation and a, and a certain type of cases that ordinarily we wouldn't be flooded with in the ordinary course. And the ones that are leading there, it is the retrenchments or the operational requirements. And you will recall that even before the lockdown, one of the biggest challenges that we are facing, it is those type of dismissals. The challenge with that is that in as far as the CCMA is concerned, usually the cases that we will get in as far as operational requirements are concerned, It will be the kind of cases where there is large-scale dismissals, where there's bigger numbers, above 10 uh, numbers of of persons facing dismissals. But what we've seen, it's hundreds and thousands of jobs that we are talking about. And you'll find that one company wants to dismiss. For example, FAA. If FAA collapses and it follows the route that we're looking at, you're looking at 4,000 employees that that are facing dismissals. And we're getting these kinds of issues almost on a daily basis. But I must hasten to to also clarify that because of the lockdown, because people are not allowed to move, we have realized at the CCMI that the biggest component of people who are referring cases to us are those that walk in into our offices. So the numbers have been affected by that. Uh, For example, normally we'd get 1,500 to 1,400 per day of type of referrals for unfair dismissals. And I must explain there that sometimes you find that if one case is referred of persons who are unfairly dismissed and it's a group, normally you'll find that it's one case, but you'll find that it's got a number of people involved in it. And the same thing uh, happens with um, un, you know, unfair dismissal relating to operational requirements. 
you'll find that it, you have 4,000 or 5,000 people that are facing detention, but it's only one referral. So the better way to see how many people are affected is when you look at the actual referral on its, for example, petition to live with 20 others or with 10,000 others. So that's when you see the, 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 the type of matter that we're dealing with. But the new phenomenon, which is COVID-19 character, is number one. You, you see, you have the Disaster Management Act that comes with its regulations. And, and the World Health Organization, the Department of Health, that advises people that if you feel that you have the signs of a COVID-19, you must self-quarantine. And if you look at the time period that was given for people to adjust and adapt on how to deal with COVID-19 infections and possible infections and prevention, it was quite short. As a result, many industries and sectors and workplaces were not given opportunity to develop guidelines and rules on how to deal with it. So you find that people who listen to such national calls, they decide to self-quarantine. Then it brings new types of problems. Number one, you find that some employers apply what we call the no work, no pay. Others find that there, there is cases of deductions uh, from salaries. Um, some companies close down because they say there's no money. It, I was quite saddened to receive some of the clips of people who have lost employment in the past few days and past couple of weeks that some get notices and say, look, in two days' time, we won't be paying you, or in two days' time, that we're shutting down the company, no longer, you're no longer employed. And there's a number of them, thousands of them, that are facing that. So when you look at COVID-19, what it presents in the main, is not only companies that can't afford to sustain the salaries, in fact, the existence of the company. Secondly, it's those where companies completely shut down as a result of that. And three, it's money disputes of people who have issues on non-payment of salary or half salaries paid or no salary at all. As a result of that, therefore, then you get those type of referrals. In some cases, you find that somebody refers a case today because the company says we can't afford payment, but later on, the company shuts down. Now, Mr. So Murajana, I'd like you to mm. please hold that thought. Let's take a bit of a breather. We're going to be back uh, introducing Nora um, um, Dawood, and then we'll come back to your thoughts. Sure. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Dooley, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Well, the time now is 53 minutes after 10 with me, Patricia Anduli, leading the conversation on late night conversations. At this point in time, we're talking about social issues. And one of the biggest social issues that we are facing as South Africans is definitely unemployment. Yes, status here has not taken out the, the current figures. The statistics are not out as yet, but we have seen that a lot of people have lost their jobs. We've been speaking to the director of CCMA, Cameron uh, Morajana, who has explained to us some of the circumstances surrounding the unemployment um, and also cases that have come in into the CCMA that have they've been facing. I'd like us right now to welcome Nora Dawood, who is um, from a Black Pens CEO, and she's the founder there, and this is a recruitment specialist. Thank you very much for joining us, Nora. Thank you. 
for having me. Now, Nora, I'd like you to please uh, perhaps take us through where we currently are in terms of the employment space as South Africa. And uh, without even, you know, looking at the current narrative in isolation, let's look at what to expect. Maybe project us to the future as to what people can expect in the employment scene. Um, I think everyone needs to be more flexible. And I think in the future, we, we need to move into a digital world. So that what what it means is um, the the the, used, the old normal will not happen anymore. No one, no employer will go back to the states before because it's too risky. Uh, because we don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of years. So what they all do is they're going to change to remote work, which is that's what um, um, employees now have to do to be more flexible and that's more digital and getting the skill set up and running on that side. So that is the only way how to um, em- to get employment again by um, upgrading your skills in the digital world. Now, in terms of, of, of where we are right now, are, are companies even looking at recruiting, even for these specialized um, job specs? There are a few they are still looking. Um, especially in the digital world, because they are the survivor of the COVID-19. So that's why I'm saying that it is necessary to look at who who made money out of this crisis and who did not make money out of it. And the ones who made money are all from the digital world side. So um, if you don't go into the e-commerce digital world, then you're not going to be employed very soon. So that's why you you need to shift um, into that field. And they're the only one who actually currently hiring at that current point of time. And the IT sector, obviously, because everyone needs to work remote. And so they're using Zoom and um, all the tech um, facilities in order to start or run a business remotely. And they are obviously making the big monies right now. Now, I'd like us to go uh, to uh, Cameron. Cameron, in terms of the, um, the, the number of cases that you have received, have they increased at the CCMA? It will be difficult to tell um, whether they've increased or decreased. Let me just give you a, a simple example. In the month of March, right, we received 16,248 cases. But I can tell you that that's not a true reflection of the cases because the biggest component of people who refer cases to us are those who walk in, into our offices. So during the lockdown period, our offices were closed or not allowing walk-in, but only allowing cases that are referred electronically, like using your emails and using your faxes. And But we know for a fact that the biggest part, which must, for example, before lockdown, you would get 1.5 or so cases per day nationally. So now we drop to about 40 or so. That shows you where the difference comes. So the true picture of the cases, you will see them once we open our doors and people are allowed to come and walk and refer to cases. You see, one of the things that we were dealing with now is that while we are opening the industry currently or the labor market, that you've got 1 million or so people or 1.5 million people that can now go back to work, but it's not a reflection of the entire society of 50, of, of 50 plus or 40 million than people that are supposed to be in the labor market. But they create, the, the most important thing is for us to enable people to refer those cases and come and walk in. I can tell you, 
if we open doors in the first week or second week or the month, we are going to see a completely total picture of the number of cases that, that we're facing. But one thing that is clear, and what our minister has confirmed, what I can confirm to you, based on the inquiries that we get and our experience, just out of the normal, right, we are going to get an exponential increase of cases after the lockdown. That is for sure. You see, the, the factors are also varying. I'm listening to the other guests here talking about 4IR and, and, and the industries that were able to operate. It is correct. Some of the things that are happening now are things that in the ordinary cause are things we should have thought about and did without being forced by COVID-19, like the concept of people working from home and the introductions of artificial intelligence and issues of, you know, of, 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 me- of mechanical approaches in terms of work. If you take that into account, companies are now realizing how many of the works or functions that we can do without and others that are actually supposed to be completely outsourced and those functions where people can work from home. There are those that are impossible to do, like a cleaner, for example. You can't do that remotely, you know, but you can outsource that function and dismiss people instead of getting them into that. So there's been a complete reconfiguration of the workplaces and natures of work, which then makes us to be comfortable to say that other than the disputes that we know and the ones that are coming, the numbers of people dismissed is thousands of jobs that are coming. That, that We are clear about that. Now, no. Cameron, when are your doors at the CCMA uh, expected to open for you to start dealing with these cases? Well, there's two requirements that we are sorting out now. The first and the most important one is that starting from today or tomorrow, we are deep cleaning and, and disinfecting all our offices in order to make sure that our offices are uh, you know, OHS or Occupational Health and Safety compliant and that also we've got all the PPEs or the personal protection and equipment for our commissioners, for our case management officers, for our, and everybody's work who's working at the CCMA for all our 24 offices. So we're doing that currently as matters stand. And therefore, we'll be forcing people when they come, of course, incrementally, as the government said, that when they come, they must also have masks, they must also have gloves. Once that part is sorted, the second part is, is to ensure that as it is now, people are only allowed to go to work and go to pharmacies or go to buy groceries. But they must be allowed also to walk into the Department of Employment and Labor, go to the bargaining council, and go to the CCM without being seen to be violating the regulation. Once those two okay. hurdles are resolved, then we will definitely do that. We anticipate that uh, you know this week will be done with the disinfecting. And I've seen some of the proposals that are sorting out the issues that I'm talking about. Then All right. Um, we'll Cameron, I'd like, I'd like us uh, to just wrap it up there. Uh, sure. We need to go to the news. And after that, um, Nora, I'll definitely take your last thoughts. And obviously, looking at uh, 4IR and the employment opportunities that are available there. SAFM leading the conversation.